Welcome back to an evening edition of the Forts Athletics Life and Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Inferna. We're at Forts Athletics. We equip coaches and athletes with the tools they seek out in order to achieve their unique and specific goals. And if you've been listening to the last few weeks of uh, podcast episodes, you'll see that uh, we have a theme or a theme is developed where we are spending more time talking about the mental side, mental aspects of becoming an effective and efficient thrower. And today we're going to talk about, or this evening, we're going to talk about uh, the third facet of the skill of focus. So if you've been listening uh, to our episode from earlier, we talked a little bit about uh, being in the present moment. We talked about what it means to be not only physically present, but also mentally present. You know, what are we thinking about? Uh, what, are we, what are we doing um, in order to stay engaged with our activities and learning uh, technique and just being in practice? And for today's episode, what we're going to talk about is... A little bit about composure or our zones of optimal performance or how uh, aroused and jacked up or lack thereof we get at track meets. And it's uh, really interesting. Uh, we had our first meet this past uh, weekend and, you know, in talking or not really in talking, but in watching what was happening. You could tell which athletes were in the zone. They had their right combination of excitedness and alertness and preparation, ready to go and compete. And then you had other athletes that were too passive, that just seemed... uh, I like using the term lackadaisical with my athletes. Not that they're lackadaisical, but in practice... If I feel or see or sense that after two, three, four throws, that they're just kind of going through the motions, that they're not really in that zone of optimal performance where the reps that they're completing are going to help them and help them further along with their technical skill development, if that makes sense. Other athletes get so jacked up, so hyped up, that each throw is almost like, it's do or die. We have to set a PR every single throw. So the zone of optimal performance is really taking a little bit of both. So we have the right amount of jacked up and being fired up and being excited, along with the calming, relaxed, chill vibes that it takes to hit big throws when it matters most. And a strategy that I incorporate with my athletes when we're talking about composure or how excited or how jacked up we get at meets or competitions is by practicing that during our training sessions. And I chuckle because uh, somebody uh, reached out to me over the weekend about um, mental performance and, uh, you know, just um, being somewhat anxious at competitions, so I talked a little bit about um, confidence and and things that they felt 
um, worked well for them in prior situations where they performed really well. And uh, they shared that they would uh, get really fired up, really loud music, and uh, it wouldn't go well all the time. So what I shared with them is you need to find that happy balance, that medium between being fired up and being calm and being chill. So it kind of has to do with the other topic that we talked about um, with positive self-talk and strong positive thoughts is that those positive self-talk, the, uh, the positive self-talk, the positive thoughts are going to help us navigate that zone of optimal performance. It's going to help us figure out just exactly where we need to be when we're getting ready uh, to compete. So we're going to have our, our positive thought. You know, mine, like I shared, was I belong here. Um, I belong to throw here. I believe I can throw here. Um, and that would help me feel calm. And would, that would bring a sense of ease over me because I knew that I had physically done everything that I could leading up to that moment to give myself the best opportunity to be successful in competition. Now, you don't have to be a, you know, 25-meter weight thrower or 80-meter hammer thrower to be able to incorporate these types of strategies and skills. So with the zone of optimal performance, in practice, what I share with my athletes is this. We typically take anywhere between 20 to 40 releases of things in practice. They're not all weight and shot throws. Um, uh, we do uh, med ball stuff. We do all the uh, different things. But when it comes to our actual implements of competition, what I share with them is if, if they get too hyped up, too jacked up, their technique is all over the place. And they're not able to replicate sound technique when their adrenaline is going 1,000 miles an hour. The same can be said is when we're at a competition and there isn't that sense of... Um, feeling jacked up there's just more of a sense of just chill and I have one athlete who is the most relaxed thrower I have ever coached in my entire life there it's difficult for me to get a sense of what's going on between the ears because he is so chill and relaxed and it just everything is so effortless and when he puts a little bit more emphasis on what he's supposed to do or when I ask him to ramp up the uh, intensity a little bit, it is um, difficult for him to replicate sound technique with just that little bit extra juice. So we're slowly trying to incorporate a heightened sense of um, awareness to make sure that he's elevating himself. So in a competition, that being too relaxed, too calm, too lackadaisical, for lack of a better term, might not lead to the optimal performance that he's looking for. So his expectation is to throw a certain distance. We have these process goals in place that are going to help us with that outcome goal. But it'll be difficult to achieve that goal, like I told him, if he's too too relaxed. You could be too relaxed and just not be as fired up um so that's so the strategy that i share like i told like i've <laughs> tried to allude to is really uh being cognizant of the effort 
and what you're doing each rep so you know what your body can and cannot handle in practice so you know when you get to a competition you know what your body can and cannot handle so if you are really fired up and really jazzed up at every single practice and then you go to a meeting you're calm and you're relaxed and you have a different demeanor you're not going to be able to replicate maybe some of those more efficient bigger throws because you're too calm and the same as vice versa if you are too calm in practice all the time like I mentioned with our thrower and then you try and pick up the intensity at a meet it's just not going to be there because you're not going to be able to replicate uh, that same type of intensity when it gets to a competition. So really what it comes down to is, is figuring out for yourself, being aware of your body and how your body reacts to certain stimulants in practice. Whether you get really fired up or you're, or you're really calm, what is going to give you the best opportunity to produce the most efficient throw? that's going to lead to a farther distance and trying to figure out where that zone of optimal performance is is going to help us figure that out so another example would be if you ever look at like powerlifting videos or things of that nature some people approach the squat bar uh, or the bench or deadlift very calm very relaxed very just in the moment for for their particular uh, mindsets and they pull and push and squat these awesome numbers if you look at their training videos it's the exact same thing so they what they're replicating in a competition is what they basically do on an everyday basis in training same thing for the ones that might headbutt the bar before they squat the, those lifters that get so jacked up every single lift then they're able to replicate that in competition and that's just a manifestation of how they train on a daily basis. Trying to flip that might not be as effective for the individual because they their body's not able to withstand those stressors or the additional calmness that might result from that, if that makes sense. This... Uh, podcast i'm going to link up a couple of uh, videos because i think there's some pretty good examples from my career and from other people's uh let's say careers when it comes to um their zone of optimal performance and how composed or not composed they were in competition um i was actually looking at some video this past weekend uh it's nice to reminisce and uh, look back on my career sometimes And uh, there's a meet where I competed in Cornell University in February of 2009. And every single throw, and my dad was uh, great. They traveled to competitions with me, even as a (laughs) post-collegiate, five years out as a post-collegiate. So I'm 27 years old competing in this meet. And um, my dad's recording. And he got an angle where you're able to see my face every single throw warm up through finals and you can tell that i'm in that optimal zone for me calm i'm going through my uh my power statement my belief statement i have my cue 
and I feel very comfortable in the circle, calm. I was a calm athlete. That's how I competed. I never got really fired up or shouted uh, beforehand uh, before competing. It was usually after a big throw, something like that, you would get a little excited. There's another thrower that I was watching that competed at Kent State in 04 who is so jacked up, who's so fired up walking into the circle that that works for him. I could never do that because that would throw me off because I couldn't get fired up like that in practice all the time. But in practice, in competition, or in practice, um, they were able to to do that and replicate those those performances and those um, those behaviors um, that led to efficient throws for him and uh, somewhat efficient throws for me. But that's it for Zone of Optimal Performance and talking about composure. I hope this video series has been helpful, this podcast series rather. Uh, If it has, uh, please let us know or let me know. Uh, Leave a a review wherever you listen to your um, uh, podcast episodes. Uh, Shoot me a, a message on Instagram at Forts Athletics, on Twitter at Forts Athletics, that's F-O-R-Z-A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-S, across all social media platforms. Let me know if you uh, like this type of content, if you don't like this type of content. Uh, I'm really trying to look at throwing from a different perspective, a perspective that I don't think many coaches... um, Uh, look at throwing or perceive throwing to be uh, through a different lens that I think athletes would benefit from uh, that once uh, all of the technical training is complete um, and athletes have a a firm grasp of of technique across all the throwing events uh, the thing that I believe separates Uh, those throwers all things being equal is how mentally prepared they are to compete and I've shared it before I've uh, been to many national championships where for whatever reason athletes that are seated at the top of the list maybe the top uh, eight ten throwers don't always finish in that particular order that they're seated Uh, It's not too often that the number one seed in competition finishes the meet as the number one seed. Uh, You know, things happen. And uh, as coaches, we try our best, I believe, to make sure that those things aren't going to happen. But it's difficult to prepare for that when you don't train that aspect of throwing. So we expect 80 to 90 percent of our performances to be controlled by 10 to 20 percent of our mental preparation or our uh, throwing as a whole but if we don't spend any time training that 10 to 20 percent that makes up the other 80 to 90 percent it's going to make for um, very negative outcomes I believe um, and competition because we're asking our bodies to do something that they're not physically capable of doing uh, at that moment because our minds aren't prepared to handle the stressors that come with that, if that makes sense. Thank you very much for listening to our episode on composure and optimal uh, arousal. 
for competition. My name is Charles Inferna, and you've been listening to the Forts Athletics Life and Coaching Podcast. Have a great day.